2: Patrick Davis and the sports complex weekday afternoons only on the horn.
0: Number two of the sports complex here on the Horn. Text lines open 512 447 3776. We're asking the big fat poll today who will be picking number one in the upcoming NFL draft? Will the Bears keep it? Will they move it? Let us know on the text line 512 447 3776. Anything else you want to talk about? We'll get to that. We'll get into a little Texas football, a little uh, college football that helps out the Longhorns, I believe. We'll talk a little bit uh, about the Dallas Cowboys. Officially making Mike Zimmer their uh, defensive coordinator. What it could mean for the Cowboys. And uh, just a little bit of Cowboys talk. Maybe, maybe we'll get a little bit more into the draft. We'll try to get into all those pieces uh, here in the 5 o'clock hour. And, of course, you guys you guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails. So whatever you want to talk about, throw it in there on the text line, and we will get to it, whether it's basketball, football. I don't know much soccer. We can try and talk some baseball. We're getting closer and closer to baseball. Uh, I haven't done too much research into it, but I can get you what I know. Uh, We'll get into that as we get closer to that season. uh, Then we will have to move, uh, have to to be paying closer attention, playing closer attention, trying to keep track of everything. Uh, Sometimes you have to step away, but uh, let's talk some Longhorns first uh, and get into the news that came out today. The Combine invites were sent out today, and the Longhorns have 11 players going to the Combine. That is good news for Texas. It's not only good news because it means that your program is looking better and getting in the shape. It is great news for recruits uh, and recruiting when you are showing them that you are putting players, getting them close to that next step, and you are now developing the talent enough that these guys are going to the combine, whereas some previous years you had talent and talent that could go be undrafted free agents. This tells you that these players and these talents are being looked at at a much higher level that the the NFL scouts and the NFL uh, organizations want to look at them. Uh, They have 11 players, Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson, Adonai Mitchell, Jordan Winnington, Xavier Worthy, Jatavion Sanders, Christian Jones, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, and Ryan Watts. All getting invites uh, to the Combine. No big surprises in that one. Keelan Robinson may have been on edge, but with his uh, uh, his athletic ability, definitely somebody that you'd like to see at the Combine. Uh, So good to see all of those guys getting their invites to the Combine. And in the reality, when you look at it, is 11 a good number? That puts them uh, tied with Georgia at fourth most invites. Michigan with 18, also pretty good news for Texas, as they play Michigan early in the season next year. And they are going to have a lot of new players because 18 players from that uh, team that are NFL uh, talent level or close to it are going to be at the Combine. Uh, Washington had 13 going again a team you played that was just a really good team this season Florida State has 12 and Georgia tied with them 11 Alabama sending 10 Penn State sending 10 as well Uh, but that's a good number for Texas that's where you want to get it could go up next year you know we'll see uh, who goes early it's going to be an interesting year the transfer portal keeps that number higher than it used to be on average now because you know, it's just hard to cons- consistently stock that amount of talent uh, other than Georgia's and Alabama's that could do it. Texas trying to get in that level, that adding in the transfer portal could continue to keep putting double-digit people into the uh, the scouting combine. The NFL scouting combine will be a big piece for their future going forward. Uh, so really good news there, and congrats to all of those guys getting to go uh, to the NFL combine. Another piece of uh, NFL news that was coming out today is is that the in helmet communication uh, is past another barrier and getting closer and closer uh, to becoming a reality? It's something that we know Sark mentioned in one of his press conferences last season was please everyone write about how this should be done uh, when we talk about sign stealing and everything that comes out about you know how they have to have this and how much time goes into training new signals and new signs because everyone's trying to steal them all the time and everyone and there's a certain part of it that's gamesmanship. Uh, that's gonna be there, and there's a certain part of it that is just, uh, you know, a team going above and beyond what they what the rules should say for them to be able to do. It shouldn't be an issue in 2024, especially not as we get closer and closer to a major program system, and then Division Two and and smaller Division One teams. That if you can't afford it, that's fine, but you can't be. Handicapping the the football that is so popular in this country and is raking in so much money, why handicap it? Uh, I think they're starting to realize that you can't be doing that, and it's a big piece. and In all honesty, for a team like Texas, this is a really good thing because you know, even if if it gets past this season, that's great, Uh, that's amazing. If it gets past this season, because it will help Sark talk to Quinn Ewers, and they have a great relationship and help him, and you, we have to see what the rules are of how much, uh, you know, are they allowed to keep talking to them to help them with audibles, are they allowed to keep talking once the huddle breaks, or, you know, how many seconds on the play clock, or is communication still uh, allowed to be done between coaches, so you could still see what Bill Belichick had done uh, to Sean McVay and wait till the t- play clock switches, and they switch formations and switch what they're showing, uh, but I think you will see to a point uh, that it will help out a team that has play callers like Steve Sarkeesian, who is a really good, you know, mind on the field of what he wants to see and can help Quinn or next season help Arch. The following season, I should say, help Arch Manning, help them see more as it goes throughout the game. Help them read the defenses in game and get those plays in and what they really want to see played. And, and you know, it, it could be a big help for a Texas team and a coaching. Uh, staff like Sarks and what he could do with that a little bit more time with your quarterback uh, could be a big piece for him as they continue to build this team but that is really good news it's good news for the game uh, because you can get rid of the controversies of stealing signals because they will no longer uh, be able to the signals will not be given out on the sideline anymore it'll be straight into the helmet Uh, I'm sure there will be conspiracy theories about that as well but it'll be big for that Uh, but also a big piece for uh, Texas uh, to be able to kind of get in and and work on some other issues, like I just the fact that you have to learn new signals every week and waste that time versus what you should be doing as a football team, uh, it's it's been it's been long overdue. So hopefully it'll get passed by this season, if not by next, and be good luck uh, for the Texas football team. All right, text lines open 512-447-3776 is the text line. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about it, and it brings me. To something that was asked about earlier today about uh, the Cowboys and bringing in Mike Zimmer, which was made official now. Uh, I do believe the Giants have already shot down one of the people that they uh, requested to interview for the new defensive line coach. Uh, However, they have now officially brought in Mike Zimmer after you know, uh, you know that they kind of made a spectacle of it over the weekend and whatever the reason was that it wasn't official. And Rex Ryan came out and said it's not official, and he's going to meet with them again and all of that that was just kind of noise around the Super Bowl that kept the, the Cowboys relevant, I, they do think they made the right hire in Mike Zimmer. But we see them make the hire, and it brings it to a point of a texter, because that's why I said the text. We had a texter yesterday who said that they couldn't take my Cowboys hate anymore in the vitriol spewed about the Cowboys. And I don't know what I said. I, I have a history of offending people without knowing I'm offending them. I have a history of saying what's on my mind, and sometimes that doesn't go well. And I try to be better at it, but I don't always. But I don't honestly know what I said that was so offensive. I don't know if it was that Jerry was trying to make it a scene so he could be seen over the weekend. I firmly believe that. That's what Jerry does. He's really good at it. And it makes the Cowboys one of the most valuable teams in, in professional sports because he's really good at that. He is just good at that. I'm not. It's not a criticism of him as much as it is he does that. Uh, and he's really good at it. The criticism is that he says he will do a lot of things. And then he doesn't. He doesn't back it up. And the reality is, is because Jerry, as much as Jerry Jones is known as you know the crazy man and for years he would do whatever and he'd say whatever and he's the one who's going to come out in the post-game press conference and have his own and all of these things that people think he's so unorthodox and so crazy for Jerry Jones, the reality is Jerry Jones likes to play it safe. And he is a guy who has in the last 10 to 15 seasons, 10, 15 years, he has played it really, really safe. With the Cowboys. He knows that he wants to be able to compete. He wants to be in the conversation. He doesn't want to be bad. And so he plays everything safe. Mike McCarthy is a safe hire. He's a good coach. He doesn't rock the boat. He knows what to do with his players, but he's a safe coach. Dak Prescott, probably the best safe quarterback, and I know people think he throws too many picks. He doesn't really. He's a really good in the metrics. What he does as a leader on the field, as a leader off of the field, as a man, Dak Prescott is a safe quarterback. He's one of your safest bets you could have. That Dak Prescott, when you know he's going to show up, and he'll do what he can go out there and do. He likes to play it safe. He likes to go with our guys because our guys are playing safe. If we keep the guys we know, then we don't have to take a shot on taking somebody else, and we don't know the unknown commodity. He likes to play it safe by drafting and keeping his draft picks. Well, I don't want to trade away this draft pick, and, and I know what I can get with, second round, with our second-round pick, but if I trade that and turn it in to a third, I don't know who's there, so I'm going to keep that. And It's a safer pick. It's safer. And then he hires Mike Zimmer. And Mike Zimmer, he has a relationship with. Mike Zimmer is one of the better names. He was a name that isn't necessarily on the head coaching specter right now. So you're not trying to take over that way. It's a safe hire to hire Mike Zimmer. But this is the fun part for Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer doesn't have to be safe playing for the Dallas Cowboys. He doesn't have to be the coach that is safe. He doesn't have to do this safe thing. Because if you want to win, if you want to be a real Super Bowl champion, the critique I give to Jerry Jones is safe doesn't win Super Bowls. It just doesn't. What did the 49ers do in overtime? They didn't take, they took the safe route and they said, our defense has been running. or you know, we're, we're we're a little beat up. We'll take the safe route. We'll go down, we'll try and score, and we'll do what we do. What did we hear from the Chiefs? What did we hear from the Chiefs? Oh, no, no, no. We were gonna go for two. It wasn't safe, but we knew that was how we win because we're not safe. What did they do? They traded Tyreek Hill. They, they've made moves. They, they they let Frank Clark hold out. But they didn't play safe, and they're Super Bowl champs. They go for it on fourth down. They're, safe. they're not safe. Now, you can be crazy, and it can cost you. You can be Dan Campbell, and it can cost you because you're not safe. Sure, Dan Campbell's on the other end of that spectrum. You want to be smart, sure, but you can't always be safe. And Jerry Jones, too often, is too safe. But Mike Zimmer has not taken the safe route lately. Mike Zimmer could have hung around in the NFL and could have been a coach that waited for the league to come back around to him and his job to come back. But, you know, he went to college. He went when Deion Sanders called him and said, I have an opportunity. He went there. Deion Sanders, he took with Deion Sanders and he went to an HBCU to help out because he thought that I could learn new things, be around different people, learn different approaches. I could be something that's not as safe, and he could come out and be a difference for this Cowboys team because he's not safe. Dan Quinn went too safe too many times. He did what he did too often. Instead of breaking tendency and taking risks, Dan Quinn would get too predictable, trying to blitz and whatever else. And you can say, well, he brought too many blitzes. That's not not being safe if the game plan is I'm going to call twelve blitzes every game, and you call twelve blitzes. That's not. It's that's still safe to you. Because that's what you do every game. What we saw Spags do, what we heard in the 4 o'clock hour from Rob Babers, what did he do? He put his men out on islands. He said, you guys are going to have to play man. We normally play zone behind our exotic blitzes. No, we're going to play man because I trust you, we're not being safe. We're going to go out there and try to be different. We're going to go try to win a Super Bowl. And what did they do? They won a Super Bowl. Sometimes it backfires. But Jerry hasn't wanted to backfire. That's why they're a 12-win team, because he's safe, because he keeps making the right decision. He's safe. He doesn't want to go out and pay a running back a bunch of money or make a trade for a running back. Because what does he know? He knows if he makes that trade and it doesn't work, well, that wasn't safe. He knows if he makes a big trade and it doesn't work, and it's not safe. He doesn't win, that's not safe. He doesn't want to lose those. I don't want to lose. And if you don't want to lose, you can't win at the highest level because you win some, you lose some. The 49ers have now lost three Super Bowls. Kyle Shanahan's lost three Super Bowls to three of the best who have ever done it because they weren't safe. Uh, even if you want to look at the Patriots and how safe they were in a lot of things, handing over the franchise to Bill Belichick and him not telling anybody else what he's doing, is not necessarily the safest thing to run your franchise. I think the hire of Mike Zimmer can be really good because I think this can start to break Jerry Jones and start to show Jerry that maybe you don't have to be safe. This is the season. Jerry Jones says he's going all in. Now, I don't buy it. I think it's an excuse for him to pay Dak Prescott a lot of money, which is the safe thing to do. It's probably the smart thing to do. But it's a safe thing to do to give him the extension, to make sure that he's there long-term, to not risk having another quarterback, not risk not being with the quarterback and having the years where you didn't have anybody. It's a safe move. It's probably the smart move. I'd do it if I was Jerry Jones. I'd try and re-sign Dak Prescott. I think he's a good player. I think you need to hire a coach that isn't as safe as Mike McCarthy, but that's me. I think Mike Zimmer can beat it on the other end. Because if you're Jerry Jones and you understand that you have a very safe coach and a very safe quarterback, you have to then find a way to make your offense not safe. Now, Mike Zimmer has every opportunity to show you that he has a not safe defense, that he will go out there and change up game plans week to week, that he will trust his players, that he will use Micah Parsons and not play it safe with Micah and let him be a DN and tell him that he can say he's a linebacker and he's a DN, but we're just going to let him rush and not tell him to play. We're not going to teach him how to play run defense, we're not going to make him be a better player. We're going to put him into where he wants to play because we're afraid we're going to lose him. We're not going to be safe. We're going to go for it. We're going all in. Going all in isn't just a motto. It isn't spending money. Going all in is taking chances. And if Jerry Jones is willing to take more chances this offseason, then I'll believe it. And I want to see Mike Zimmer, when he comes in, start to take chances like he did when he bet on himself and he went down to college to work with Deion Sanders, knowing he would get another shot back in the NFL someday when it was the right job. Instead of moving down and trying to find somewhere else, instead of going to a college program that was smaller and being a DC there or being a head coach there where he probably could have gotten a job doing that, he went and tried to improve himself. I want to see them take that mentality of unsafety, of taking risks taking risks, not taking by moderation, not going with what you're supposed to do. Because when I see that this offseason, if they move some draft picks around, if they make a trade for a player, hell, I've been on the record. I saying maybe, maybe Jerron Bland with a super fr- team-friendly contract that's not going to hurt you if you trade him, maybe he's worth some value right now as he was a defensive player of the year finalist. Man, that's not safe to trade away a defensive player of the year finalist that's making a million dollars for the next million dollars a year for the next two years that ain't safe but if you really want to tell me you're going all in maybe that's what you needed to do I want to see Jerry not play it safe and I think Mike Zimmer didn't play it safe when he went to college I think Mike Zimmer has played safe before I think he knows more and more in today's NFL that may not be the case we'll see what he does who he brings in on his staff who he puts on his defense but I think Mike Zimmer can be a first step of taking some steps where the person that Jerry's comfortable with in Mike Zimmer to start to break him out of it and say, Jerry, if you really want to go all in, maybe that's the reason the deal wasn't done. Maybe it wasn't just Jerry going for the pike. Maybe it was Mike Zimmer pushing back and saying, I want control of this on the defense. I want to be able to go and get the guys we want. I want to be able to help you become a Super Bowl champion. That's the hope. That's a Kool-Aid if you want to drink it for Cowboys fans, that Mike Zimmer might be the, the safe pick that turns out to do things not safe. But that's what you got to hope for because as long as the Cowboys continue to be the safest team in the NFL, they will be a 12-win and early exit from the playoff team. Safe doesn't win you in the playoffs. Safe does not win Super Bowls. And we just seen that with the Chiefs again. They're back-to-back champs by shedding players and not doing things in a traditional way. And sure, they got Patrick Mahomes. You know what they did? They took Patrick Mahomes instead of Deshaun Watson because it was not the safe pick. I'm telling you, you have to be somewhat off. Dak Prescott in the fifth round, that's great. That's that's, not—that's—that's safe, though. It's fifth round, and it worked out. Tony Romo getting a guy off the backup. That's safe. I need you to be not safe, Cowboys. That's what I want to see when you say all in. And if you don't want to be that and you want to be safe, that's fine. But don't tell me you're going all in. And expect me to be critical of it when I don't see it this offseason. So for Cowboys fans who think that I may be being too critical or that I hate the Cowboys, I don't. I hate mediocrity. I hate being safe for the sake of being safe when you tell me you don't want to be safe. I don't like when a business says, well, we wanted to be better, and then they make business moves to not be better. They make business moves to be safe. Well, we have to protect this so we can't spend that money. No, you have to take that chance. If you really want to make it, you have to take those chances. They haven't taken a chance in several years, a real big swing, and you got to take five or ten Trading for Brandon Cooks was not a huge swing. Trading for Stefan Gilmore was not a huge swing. They were good moves. They were smart moves. And they're starting to build to where you need to be to take those big swings. You're going in the right direction, Jerry. You're going in the right direction, Cowboys. But you have to take that big leap because otherwise you're about to sign Dak Prescott and then have to go to the question of why is Mike McCarthy getting fired after another 12-win season? Or are you going to re-sign him and you're just going to be safe and safe and safe? Don't be safe. Make this offseason all in, Cowboys. I'm not hating. I want to see them go to that next step. I want to see my Cowboys friends having a good time. And, hell, I want to take the whole week off after the Super Bowl next year because the Cowboys are partying or the Texans are partying and we're all having a good time because I don't, I've don't. i got a few Chiefs fans, but I don't think we're partying all week. If the Cowboys win, I think we party all week, right? So I want that. I'm rooting for you guys. Let me know what you think on the text line, 512-447-3776. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, uh, get some more text messages, get some more sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie right here on the Sports Complex and the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence
2: City, baby. Kansas City,
0: here I come. I'm going to Back at the sports City. complex here on the horn, Kansas keeping it rolling City. on a Tuesday afternoon. Love the text sign rolling in. 512-447-3776. Keep them rolling in. Keep them rolling in. We're going to play a hook them up replay in a minute, but I'll get to some of these texts first. Uh, let's get over to Locksmith Ryan, who says... Uh, Patrick, would Jim Rome apologize for offending the listener? Probably not. Stand by your takes. By the way, I'm not not standing by my takes. I'm more concerned. I was more. It's more an issue of I want to know exactly what I said because I try and get better about offending people when I'm not trying to. Uh, and I don't think I said anything bad, and I don't know why there would be thoughts that I, that I hate the Cowboys because I don't. Uh, but that was more. It was more a curiosity to me. I do think about you guys so when you say this is the way you came off. I'd like to know why I came off that way when I don't. Uh, I, but I'm not. I'm not apologizing because look, in in doing radio and doing anything, you can't appease to everybody. If I say one thing, then then half the people think I'm wrong, and if I say the other thing, then the other half think I'm wrong. So you can't always be liked, whatever it is. I, I appreciate you guys jumping on the text line so we can have conversations and we can grow from each other. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not apologizing so much as uh, as just trying to 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 even out what I mean. So if you took it the wrong way, hopefully you get a little bit more of what I meant from what I just said. That's what I was saying. Plus, we got we got two months without we got two months till the draft. What we got some things to talk about, right? Uh texter says Jerry Jones maximizes mediocrity. He doesn't want to win a Super Bowl. Uh, it's too expensive. He makes more money being mediocre. I don't even think it's too expensive. There's a salary cap in the NFL, and yes, you can overspend. But again, the Chiefs have won two without overspending. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily too expensive. I think it's more, it's way riskier. Like, the 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 risk-reward of it, you could be a six-win team, and then a five-win team. Like, you know, if you look at what the Patriots have been, and he doesn't want you know, if you win six Super Bowls, and then you have to come out of the end of it, and they don't know when they're ever going to be relevant again. They had to fire the greatest coach in NFL, or one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. It's debatable still. I know recency bias will say he's the greatest coach in NFL history, of Bill Belichick. Uh, but to have that, he doesn't necessarily even want that hangover, so he won't go for it. And I, I don't get like I'm somebody who will always say I'd rather be hungover at work than miss a good time out because I, I don't, I know I'll never have that good time out. I may not have that again, but there are always going to be work. So I'd rather not enjoy work, which I'm already not going to enjoy as much than than ruin the good time before. And with age, that changes a little bit. But at the same point, that's where I want to go. Uh, for Jerry Jones, it's not taking risk. It's not making the trade up in the draft to go get the guy you really want. It's not going after, you know, going after trades where you don't know if that guy's going to get take you that next step. But you know you're not there. And if you don't know you're not there, if you how do you not want to take that step forward? And that's where he gets me and being too safe. Dan Joe says there's nothing safe about the glory hole. And look, Jerry knew what he was saying then, too. He knew what he was saying. I don't have that soundbite handy, but I know what you mean when he said that. Uh, uh, you can easily list off several things that KC does that are safe. I agree, but saying we traded Tyree Hill off and didn't get another wide receiver, and we'll just draft for Shee Rice and it'll work out—that's what I'm saying—is a much bigger risk than than some of the other things the Cowboys do. The Cowboys do a lot of things safe. And KC will win because Mahomes has nothing zero because Mahomes has nothing zero to do with being safe, but I get it, you have to talk on a radio show. That that's first of all, to say it's just Mahomes is crazy. Uh, because without Travis Kelsey, Mahomes is not Mahomes. So you say, well, they have Travis Kelsey. Also, the defense won in that Super Bowl. Mahomes wins it in the end, but the defense was incredible. They built on the defensive end and they said we have the best quarterback in the NFL, and then we'll have the best defense. We'll be good. There's a lot of reasons they won other than Mahomes. To just say it's Mahomes. Is a is a slap to Andy Reid. It's a slap to the defense and Spags and all of that. I, I get. Mahomes is amazing, and you shouldn't have given him the ball down. But if Patrick Mahomes is down by forty, he's not coming back in the Super Bowl. He was able to be in it because of the defense, and so there is other pieces. But that was it. What it was, and, and you know, not paying you know Spags was or not paying Frank Clark was a there's a risk. But they did it, and it worked out in the end. And it's not worked out for them before. And they've, they've lost in playoff games. They haven't been there because those those you know wagers didn't play enough. Now, it's easier. You're getting closer and closer. But I don't think the Cowboys are that far off either. I'm not saying you have to go bet the house to try and get it. I'm just saying that would be you need to get closer to doing that than you have in the past. Uh, Texas, how many times have you said play safe in the last five minutes? Considering it was the, the point of what I was saying, a lot, I'm sure, considering it was the point of what I was saying. And yeah, too safe, too safe, and yes. Uh <laughs> dub says you're a normal, horrible, no good, rotten cowboy hater. I've never heard you come across the cowboy haters. You always have the voice on local airwaves, always happen. I know, and I, I I try to be a little bit more, you know, like again, I root for the cow. Like I want that party to be good with the cowboys, believe me. All right, let's go behind the burn orange curtain and do a little uh hook 'em up replay, then we'll get back to the tech sign. Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging with me. five one two four four seven three seven seven six And let's go behind the burner on and curtain tonight. And hook him up. Replay now on the Sports Complex.
1: All right, let's talk about uh, the NFL draft a little bit. Dane Brugler has his uh, updated top 100 for the 2024 NFL draft. So he's just ra- we're getting more big board stuff coming out right now, right? Just overall big boards. They're not necessarily mocking where players are going that's uh, that's a different science altogether. That's a different skill, because then you actually look at the roster of the team um, and you look at the makeup, what their priorities are, what they emphasize, what their draft habits are as an organization, what they usually like to prioritize, what are their premium positions for this team and what they need as opposed to, you know, what the best value at that position could be. So mocking is totally different than big boards. NFL teams, they do their own mocks, too. Um, where they look at situationally every team and how they're going to approach that pick. Uh, but big board is basically, we're just ranking the best players, period. We're going to rank the best and the top players in the draft. That's why big board stuff is really fun at this time of year. And, and this, the big board stuff changes too because once guys start working out and then once, once guys start getting vetted by teams, once guys start interviewing with teams, you'll see teams you know, move certain guys up. Say the guy may have been their third best D, uh, cornerback on the board And then they, they talk to him, they like him a lot And he becomes the second best cornerback on the board So that's the way it goes down So the updated top 100 for Dane Brugler And Dane Brugler does really good work for the Athletic um, he, he This is, like I said, this is his Big big board overall right now um, So his big board He's got Byron Once again, I mean, people love Byron Murphy, he's a big Byron Murphy fan. he's got Byron Murphy as the top Longhorn On his big board He's got uh, Byron Murphy at 15 on his big board overall. So he's got um, him at the 15th highest-rated player. And Dane Brugler really loves uh, Byron Murphy. And he's been talking about Byron Murphy being a first-round pick since before the season even started. Before the season even ended, I should say. He was talking about him being a first-round pick. So uh, of his big board rankings for the Longhorns, that's it. That's all he's got in the first round, in the top 32, 33 picks. All he has is Byron Murphy among the top uh, 32 prospects for the Longhorns. That's the only one. He's got A.D. Mitchell right outside of that at 35. Remember, I told you, most of the research that I've done, big board-wise, has A.D. Mitchell outside the first round. Now, there's going to be a run on wide receivers when the mock draft gets really different than the big board. There will be a run on wide receivers in this draft. Because most people's mocks have three wide receivers taken in the top ten. So you've got three wide receivers. a matter of fact, here's uh, Dane Brugler. He's got his first pick is Caleb Williams. Second is Marvin Harrison Jr. Third is – this is big boy stuff. Like I said, not, not a mock yet. But his first overall pick is Caleb Williams. Second, Marvin Harrison Jr. Third, Malik Neighbors. Then he's got Drake May. Then he's got Brock Bowers. Uh, then Joe Alton. He's got Romeo Dunze. Uh, seventh. And then uh, Jaden Daniels, eighth on his big board, so he's got three wide receivers taken in the top ten period and that's why there's a chance a d mitchell ends up sneaking into the back of the first round is because he made i don't know if he's a first round talent overall just based on big board status, but that if you run, if you want a wide receiver, you might have to uh you know expand your first round grades for wide receiver just because. The top three are going to be all off the board before the top 10 is even up. And that's why AD Mitchell could sneak up into the first round. Um, so we'll see if that, because Peter, not Peter King, but uh, Mel Kuyper had, I believe, seven wide receivers taken in the first round of his draft. And yes, one of those was AD Mitchell, but that was in like four, three, that was like three weeks ago. That was a long time ago, so obviously things change uh, in that time span. But Byron Murphy, he's got Byron Murphy at number 15 overall. He's got the next longhorn on his big board is Tevandre Sweat, 33. So he's got Tevandre Sweat, 33 overall, A.D. Mitchell at 35. So his big board, he actually has Sweat ranked higher as a player overall than A.D. Mitchell. I don't disagree with that either. I think Tevandre Sweat is actually his value is increasing because the D tackle value. I believe overall is starting to increase a little bit. Um, Xavier Worthy's got 46 on his big board uh, behind A.D. Mitchell, and I believe I don't count the number of wide receivers he has, but I still I believe Xavier Worthy is eighth, the eighth highest-ranked wide receiver on um, his big board, but I'll go back and make sure I check that. He's got J.T. Sanders at 50, big board stuff. He's got J. Brooks at 70. Um, and I believe that's the kind of the end. He goes through his top 100 here, so top 100 prospects. But he's got Jay Brooks at 70. Remember what I told you? Jay Brooks could sneak into the back of the second round, Um, and if he does, I think the Longhorns are going to end up having most of their prospects drafted in the second round. Uh, I do believe Byron Murphy is going to be a first-round pick. I think A.D. Mitchell is probably going to drop to the beginning of the second round. It means him and X-Man will probably be drafted right around there unless, like I said, there's a run on wide receivers. And then he, he ends up moving up that, uh, that, that draft order a little bit. Um, but I think you're looking at J.T. Sanders, X-Man, Tavondre Sweat, uh, Jay Brooks. I think all, you're looking at four guys potentially, and maybe even five, depending on how things play out, that are going to be drafted in the second Longhorns will be drafted in the second round. It'll be a blockbuster, probably all-time great second-round draft for the Longhorn football team. So that that second day is going to be really, really exciting. And after that, I I don't know where Jalen – Jalen Ford's he's going to – unfortunately, he's going to drop in the draft, and it has nothing to do with really what he's done. It's more about the value of the position, and it's more about the injury that he had to deal with this whole season. And that has dropped his draft stock a little bit because he didn't make as many splash plays. Done the film this past season, not as good as his film was in 2022 because he was fully healthy. So those all things kind of outside of his control. So I haven't seen Jalen Ford in any of the first two rounds of any mock draft or any overall big board. I think he's going to be a guy that drafts to the third and the fourth round, and somebody's going to get a steal with Jalen Ford in the third, fourth round. That guy's gonna be a starter for somebody, with that.
2: Agreed, and you mentioned earlier that uh, you know the Cowboys are interesting in that second round for Jonathan Brooks. Uh, yeah, they probably
1: should be interested in Jalen Ford too.
2: Yeah, they if should. he drops that far, you're right about that. Any linebackers, knee linebackers for sure. And, and you know, gosh, Longhorn fans know highly unlikely Jerry Jones will draft one, but not two Longhorns. Are you kidding me? Hey, man. Uh but man, I mean Jonathan Brooks. I mean in the cows you mentioned earlier, the Cowboys have a history of. Second round gambles, right? Where they'll mm-hmm. they'll take a guy that they have rated as a as a first round pick, but he slipped into the second round. They did it way back with Sean Lee. They did it with uh, Randy Gregory. They love that. Um, you know they they did it with uh, Jalen Smith, the linebacker mm-hmm. out of Notre Dame. He had a medical injury, obviously that never was right. But same time, that's where that's about where Jonathan Brooks should be, fifty six ish. Yeah. That okay. And this is where you start looking at him going, man. These we're fifty five picks into this. He's he's a top twenty five player of healthy and we got him you know, to around late, yeah, well to, and, and we need a running back, right? They need a Cause running the, back. Because the Cowboys would need – I mean, if they let Tony Pollard walk – They will. Which most expect after yeah. franchise tagging him. They need to acquire a veteran running back in either free agency or via trade, and then they need to draft a running back. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you you, you got to rebuild your running back room, and Jonathan Brooks would be a nice piece. Because Cowboy, Cowboy fans have talked about, man, what about Derrick Henry or what about uh, some of these guys? Well, you know, you could do Derrick Henry and then draft a Jonathan Brooks yeah, and you've you got the the, 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 the the current and the future.
1: Yeah, because you don't – I mean, you bring in a veteran running back, I mean, you're not going to bring him in very long. He's a no. stopgap player for you. But the value you could give for a Jonathan Brooks if healthy, top running back on the board, yeah. uh, that could be tremendous value. He's
2: from for He's a state of Texas kid. Yeah. And you need him. I mean, you need a back of the future. Because if Tony Pollard is not, and Zeke Elliott obviously is long gone, you need that person to, to hand the ball to because they've got to get back to running the football. They've got to get yep. back to being a better running team than that's they were point. this year. Because yep. remember, this is also a offense that's likely to lose Tyron Smith, and they've got to figure out how they're going to keep their center, um, who's also a free agent, Tyler Biotish. Uh, so yeah. they've got some decisions to make.
1: No, that's a good point, though. Uh, you know, I love the Cowboys. I actually like that Cowboys strategy too. They kind of get they gamble in the second round, because second round you're gonna get first round talent that'll fall to the second round just because misevaluations and um, some teams are just bad at the draft. Cowboys are not one of those teams, by the way. Cowboys are actually one of the better drafting teams in the NFL. So you'll get. This is why Belichick loved second-round picks, right? Second-round picks, you can get first-round value because you'll have guys who drop uh, out of that first round into the second round and miss evaluations uh, by teams. Like I said, someone are just bad at it. And the guaranteed money also is cut in half that you owe the players. So the amount of guaranteed money attached to those draft spots in the second, uh, second round cuts in half <laughs> immediately. So you get first-round talent. For half the guaranteed money. That's why that second round is, it's money. That's it. that's your. If you can hit, if you can hit in that second round, there's a there's a good chance. I mean, you're getting. The bad, probably the best value in the draft potentially because yeah, you're getting a first round guy where you ain't got to pay him the guaranteed bread.
2: No question. Yeah. Uh, and you know the, it's been hit or miss. I mean, the Cowboys took Trayvon Diggs with a second round pick in 2020, right there after you go. CD Lamb, yeah. and got, he was
1: kind of a risk too. Remember, he hadn't played a lot of corner at right. the time when they drafted yep. him. He had only played like three years of cornerback. Remember, Nick Saban switched them to corner. From the, he's playing safety and he was playing like wide receiver and was a return guy. He started crying because he wanted to play re- wide receiver so bad, like his brother. And Nick Saban told him like, "Dude, I'm gonna make you a whole lot of money. What are you doing? You wanna <laughs> play? I'm the greatest defensive mind in the history of college football. I'm telling you, you are a great corner." And he ends up being an all-pro. But that was a bit of a risk for him too.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last year it was Luke Shoemaker, the uh, tight end out of Michigan. We haven't seen much I've from seen him. None of him, yeah. I mean, right now the Cowboys draft last year is not a good draft. I mean, as if. You, if oh, you're, the Mozzie you're, Smith one. Yeah, Mozzie Smith. Shoemaker, Maker yeah. Demarion Overshown, unfortunately got hurt. Uh, Fajoko didn't do anything. I mean, Deuce Vaughn didn't do much. I mean, last year point, they got actually. very little out of it to this point. Now, now the draft before, they took Tyler Smith, who's the starting offensive lineman. They took draft. Sam Williams. Mm-hmm. They took Jake Ferguson, took Duron Bland in the fifth round of that, Damone Clark. So, yeah, they hit in 2022. They did not so much last year, but there's still time for a Mozzie Smith and a shoemaker and DeMarvion Overshown to make an impact. Uh, but second-round picks, they've, they've kind of been hit or miss, to say yeah.
1: least. Yeah, honestly, the Cowboys understand that. That's why they, they roll the dice in that second-round pick. Sometimes you're going to hit on those guys. Sometimes it's going to be a miss. Uh, but the Cowboys are found it because the Cowboys actually do a decent job of drafting in the middle rounds. Sure they do. Um, and they're actually one of the better teams at uh, getting undrafted free agents. Um, who, can, who have a quality undrafted free agent that can make their roster. The Cowboys are a really good draft team. I know we, we talk a lot of, you know, obviously there are a lot of negative critiques about the Cowboys and their, their organizational habits. Draft-wise, though, they're, they're one of the top five best drafting teams in the league in the last, well, since Will McClay basically kind of took over their personnel decisions for the draft. They're one of the better drafting teams in the league. So, uh, anyway, there you go. That's Dane Brugler's uh, big board. I uh, did have a Longhorn-related take to the Super Bowl. We'll get to that in the next behind the burnt orange curtain. I think Sark can learn some lessons from Andy Reid. Who can't? Who, who wouldn't learn some lessons? Is watching Andy Reid as a play call. But Andy Reid, the best play-calling head coach in football today. Um, and that's one of the challenges for Sark. Right? Sark is a play-calling head coach, um, and I think uh, Andy Reid shows. A uh, He shows a lot of reasons why he's such a savvy, play-calling head coach, and I think Sark can learn a couple of lessons from it, and we'll talk about that next time behind the bronze curtain.
0: Good stuff there from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie. Weekday morning, 6 to 11, right here on The Horn. We're going to take our last break and wrap things up here on The Sports Complex on The Horn 1019, AM 1260, The Horn app, and hornfm.com.
2: The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn.
0: All right, got to get out of here. Appreciate everybody playing along in the text line, 512-447-3776. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We uh, hope you tune in tomorrow and enjoy some more with us here on the Sports Complex. Uh, as always, uh, you guys drive the show, so uh, we can't do it. I can't do it just by myself. Yelling for two hours is a bit much, so if you guys chime in on the text line, it's always a lot more fun for me, uh, for Chan and Nate. I appreciate you guys, too. Uh We'll be back tomorrow uh, talking more, getting you more ready for the draft, getting you more ready for some uh filling in what happened in Big 12, filling in what happened in the NBA, all of that. We'll come back tomorrow and do more. Until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean, we'll see you next week or see you tomorrow. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Tomorrow, for more of the Sports Complex.